0: The second reading this morning is Acts 16. I'm going to read uh, verses 25 through 36. You can find it in uh, the bulletins. It's also in your pew Bibles. I'm reading from the ESV translation this morning. Hear the word of God. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up into his house and sat food before them, and he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. But when it was day, the magistrates sent the police saying, let those men go, and the jailer reported these words to Paul saying, the magistrates have sent to let you go, therefore come out now, and go in peace. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for uh, calling a people unto yourself. We thank you for sending your Son into the world uh, to proclaim your good news, to be a sacrifice on a cross, to pay for the sins of those uh, who would claim you in faith. We thank you for your life and your death, for your resurrection. We thank you for sending your Holy Spirit afterward to be our comforter and to be the one who illuminates our minds and convicts us of sin and gives us the faith that we need to cling to Christ alone. We pray this day as we gather here in worship in obedience to your word we pray that for this hour we would leave aside all of the concerns of life that we would gather in this oasis and be refreshed we pray that by the power of your spirit you would be here with us drawing us closer to one another even as you draw us closer to yourself We pray that as your word is proclaimed, that the Spirit would make that word spring to life, have effect, find root in our lives, and make us into new creatures. Lord, you have made us. We have like sheep gone astray, and then you called us back to yourself and you gathered us into your fold. For these blessings we give you thanks. We pray this day that we might enjoy the fellowship uh, of the believers, that we might enjoy the communion of the church. We pray for those of our number who are not able to be here this morning uh, because of distance or weakness or sickness. We pray that the fellowship would be uh, tight and true with them as well. Lord, we pray that you would heal those who are sick and that you would strengthen those who are weak. We pray that you would encourage those who are discouraged. And for those who are wandering, Lord, we pray that you would uh, chastise them and send them home where they belong. Father God, you have loved us with a love that is larger than we can understand, We have responded to you in love only because you loved us first. We believe in you because you have given us the faith that we need. Everything that we have, everything that we are, has come from your hand. And so we don't boast or celebrate ourselves, but we give all praise and honor and glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 So this evening at 5.30. uh, We're going to gather again here in the sanctuary. A Fellowship Presbyterian Church normally has two services in the evening. They usually have an English language service at 5 o'clock and then a Portuguese language service at 6 o'clock. But tonight, uh, they're going to only have one service. Uh, I will be preaching, so the the sermon will be given in English. Pastor Bruno will translate that uh, into Portuguese. And we're combining the two services, and we're inviting uh, all of Huntington Valley Presbyterian Church to be there as well, uh, because we are going to baptize 13 people. Uh, this will be the first baptism uh, in this infant uh, church. Uh, As you know, uh, we are in the process of forming a new congregation within the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. Uh, Fellowship Presbyterian Church, or what is called that, has been uh, meeting for about 10 years, forming itself. It's now under the care of this church, and it's under the care of the presbytery, and they are being uh, guided along uh, the paths, to where they will become an organized congregation within the EPC probably next summer. Um, at Presbytery this month, on the 24th and 25th, uh, Pastor Bruno will be examined uh, uh, and uh, prepared for ordination and installation as. An assistant pastor uh, in our congregation. Again, this is part of the process uh, in getting his church fully developed. Um, we're doing these baptisms uh, this Sunday because Pastor Bruno uh, issued a call to his congregation a couple of weeks ago, um, calling for people who are professing faith in Jesus Christ but have not been baptized, to get themselves baptized. What we see in Scripture is that we're commanded to believe and to be baptized, and so there are believers in his church who had not been baptized, and he said, now is the time to do it, and so we'll do it this evening. There are also children, uh, babies in the church who are going to be baptized as well. Uh, the parents are believers, uh, and they are presenting their uh, babies for baptism, and so we, we're going to be uh, baptizing uh, babies and small children, and medium-sized children, and some pretty big children. Okay, like children who are like bigger than some of you. Okay, we'll be baptizing them all. Um, so I would encourage you to be uh, here uh, for that uh, for that this evening. Um, Pastor Bruno asked me to preach this evening at the at the at his service, partly because. Uh, most of his congregants are coming out of either a Roman Catholic background or a Pentecostal background. And so a Reformed theology of the Presbyterian church is new to them. He's been teaching them. He's been instructing them in the ways of Reformed uh, thinking, uh, but he thought it might be helpful to have a, a, a kind of a reiteration of that from the pastor of this church. And um, so we're going to talk about baptism tonight. Um, The parents and the children who are getting baptized have been instructed. The session met uh, there in the back of the sanctuary, I don't know, a few days ago, to examine these people and to hear their professions of faith. One of the wonderful things about uh, hearing uh, professions of faith uh, from people who are coming into the church and who are being baptized is you see how different those stories are. Some of these people are, uh, who are going to be baptized are coming out of families where there was no faith when they were growing up, but they've come to faith because someone has shared the gospel with them. Others are people who've grown up in Christian households and they've, they've heard the Bible stories and the gospel since they were little kids, uh, and then finally the light went on for them, and they realize, you know, this isn't just some abstract stories that I have to believe in. Uh, this is this requires a personal response and a personal decision to follow Christ. And so, uh, they're doing that, and they're making that. Uh, uh, they're doing that in a public way uh, by being baptized. In our two readings this morning, we have examples of what we call believer baptisms, and what we also call covenant baptisms. So you know in the Presbyterian church we, we, we only have one baptism, but it kind of comes under two different forms. Sometimes someone is converted and they become a Christian. They had not been a Christian before, and they profess faith in Jesus Christ, and so we baptize them as a as a public sign uh, that they are Christians. Sometimes we baptize babies, the babies of Christians, uh, and that's a, we call that a covenant. Uh, we call that a covenant baptism. In the Old Testament, uh, the sign of the covenant between God and his people is circumcision. And in the New Testament, the sign of the covenant between God and his people is baptism. In the story that we have uh, in Genesis chapter 17, Abraham uh, has been... instructed by God that God is going to form a covenant with him it's important to recognize that it is God who forms the covenant and not the individual who forms the covenant a covenant is a kind of agreement probably the covenant that we are most familiar with is the covenant of marriage in marriage uh, a husband and a wife make promises uh, to each other uh, the nature of those promises is is that they are forever For the rest of your life, Uh, if you're married, you're always married. Divorce is not something uh, that is in God's God's plan. And so the covenant bond between God and his people is similar to a marriage bond. God is the one who establishes this uh, this covenant, but then Abraham responds to the covenant. Abraham uh, responds to the covenant by being circumcised at the age of 99 and by circumcising all of the other males within his household, uh, including his son, and he would have had slaves. There would have been a bunch of people working for him. He was, had a very large uh, group of people who were part of him. All of them were circumcised Uh, on that day as a physical sign of this spiritual covenant. What binds us to God uh, is a supernatural reality. Uh, We are grafted into Christ by faith in Jesus Christ. That is something that's invisible. Uh, It's a supernatural truth. But in being baptized, we have a, a kind of a physical a sign of it, a representation of it. Abraham is the believer in this story in Genesis chapter 17. Abraham is the one who's heard from God and then responds to God and Abraham uh, has himself circumcised but he also has everyone else who is under his authority within the, his household circumcised as well. In the story of the Philippian jailer, we have a similar pattern. The Philippian jailer has a rather surprising uh, conversion. He, of course, would have been a pagan. He was a Roman soldier. He's guarding Paul and Silas in prison. Uh, I don't know how much of the preaching of Paul and Silas he heard. He probably had to listen to these guys singing all night long. Uh, And then there's this miracle that happens uh, where an earthquake tears open the building, and he's converted in the moment. Very quickly, that night, he gets baptized. And not just him, but everyone else who is in his household. We have to assume that some of those people would have been believers, but there's no reason to not assume that some of those people were just small people who were unable to make that decision for themselves. Those who are baptized as infants are not saved by baptism. We are not saved by being dunked in water. The, the baptism is a sign of something that's happened uh, in the supernatural realm. Uh, and so children who are baptized uh, into the church uh, need at an appropriate stage in their life to make their own public profession of faith we call this confirmation uh, typically but it can happen in different ways somebody uh, uh, who's been baptized into the church later in their life needs to stand before the church and profess their faith in Jesus Christ to be a Christian is to be a Christian publicly there's no such thing as a secret Christian you can't uh, just believe it in your heart and say that you're saved. You have to believe it in your heart and profess it with your mouth. Okay, And one of the ways that we do that in, in a church is we, we offer people an opportunity to come up here uh, uh, and profess their faith. Um, the, the people who will be baptized uh, this evening... They will profess their faith before the church they 'll be asked a series of questions uh, about who Jesus is and about who they are and what this baptism means, and they will respond to those questions as an act of professing their faith, and then they 're going to be baptized as a sign uh, as a sign of that covenant. The covenant is made by God; it is responded to by the individuals who 've been called into this relationship, and the covenant also uh, holds for the children of believers. One of the things that we do uh, here in this church when we uh, when we baptize uh, babies is we recognize that the entire church, um, all of the people in the church, are the godparents of the baby. All right. Now, in the Roman Catholic Church, uh, there you know there's a, a more formal. Uh, uh, relationship of godparents where certain people are assigned and if the parents die those other people take over in the presbyterian church our understanding is the entire congregation's responsible so we take those vows and one of the ways that we work out those vows is we provide christian education programs for our children okay we are committing uh, the parents in presenting their children for baptism are committing themselves to raise that child in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord and we as the church join them in those promises. We promise to support those parents in raising those children in the nurture and in the, uh, and in the admonition of the Lord. So I think there are a few uh, possibilities here of where we stand with regard to baptism, Uh, some of us were baptized uh, as, well, no, some of us were never baptized. Okay, I don't know if there's anyone in the house who's never been baptized. Um, For someone who's never been baptized, I would encourage you to profess faith in Jesus Christ, and get yourself baptized. You can do it this evening at 5.30. Okay, there's plenty of room. There's a lot of water to go around. So if you've never been baptized, I would encourage you to be baptized. Secondly, the the second category might be people who were baptized as infants, but who have not made a public profession of faith. Okay, you're born into the church. Your parents were Christians. They had the ceremony done for you, but you've never stood up and said before the church, you know what, I'm a Christian too. I believe this, I'm following Jesus, and I commit to following him for the rest of their lives. So if that's your category, I would encourage you to talk to me and we'll bring you before the church and you can profess your faith in Jesus Christ and you, make, you can make promises to follow him uh, forever. A third category would be uh, those uh, who are believers who've had a believer uh, baptism. Uh, so you came to faith uh, at that stage of life where, uh, you know, you're fully conscious and, and you hadn't been baptized before, and then you got baptized. And so I think we have people who uh, fit in, in, into those uh, different categories. One of the promises that we make uh, in baptism is to follow Jesus for all of the days of our lives. Okay, so when when the when the believers uh, uh, come forward uh, this evening to be to be dunked in the tank, we'll we'll move the uh, communion table uh, over that way, and we'll we'll put the uh, the cattle trough out there. Um, when they come forward, one of the questions that will be asked them is is that do they intend to follow Jesus until the day they die? All right. it's a lifelong promise. Now, Scripture uh, tells us that nothing can ever snatch us from the hands of God. Those of us who have been grafted into Christ cannot be ungrafted uh, from Christ. God's commitment uh, is safe and secure. It's what makes us confident in our salvation. If our salvation depends upon the strength of our faith alone, then we don't know from moment to moment whether or not we're saved. But the, the uniform teaching of, of Scripture is, is that the security that we enjoy in Christ comes from that covenant which God himself has established. Covenant requires a response. God forms the covenant, but we have to join it. So I would encourage you to come back this evening. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it's a very relaxed service. I don't know if uh, how many of you have been to the to the. Uh, to the Portuguese service it's it's kind of relaxed and people are very friendly um, and it'll happen right here uh, beginning uh, at 6 30. Um, please uh, join me in prayer 5 30 did I say six you know because it's normally six thank you for correcting me um, I need to tell you also, by the way, that uh, Joan Clover has tested positive for COVID. So uh, let, we need to hold her up in prayer. She's not feeling well. She's conked out up there in her apartment. Um, but let's turn to the Lord in prayer now. Father God, we do thank you for the, the covenant that you uh, formed with Abraham and with the descendants of Abraham, we thank you that that's an eternal covenant. Uh, we thank you that in Christ that we are grafted into uh, the root of Abraham, and we thank you that we share in those blessings that were promised to the people of Israel. Lord, I pray that we would uh, delight in, we would enjoy. Uh, the special status that we have as the children of God, as those who have been united to Christ. Lord, I pray that we would live out our faith with each passing day, that we would uh, be strengthened by the encouragement that we have that uh, God is with us in all circumstances. I pray that our hearts would be so focused on the word of God that it would shape our hearts and minds, that it would shape our very desires. I pray that we would want the things uh, that you want and that we would hate the things that you hate. Father God, you uh, sent your son into this world uh, to create a new covenant and that you have offered us uh, the invitation to join in, in that new covenant by faith in Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, you died to take away uh, the sins of the church and for that we we give you thanks. Give us an assurance of our salvation. Give us confidence that our sins, though they are horrible, have been taken away uh, by the sacrifice of Jesus. Lord, I pray that for those of us who have been baptized that you would uh, renew in our hearts the commitments that were made at our baptisms. I pray that we would uh, live into those promises uh, that were uh, made either by our parents or by ourselves. Lord, I pray that the sign and the seal Uh, of the supernatural reality would remind us of what it is that you accomplished and what it is that we have claimed in faith. We pray for Joan Clover. We ask that you would uh, heal her, that you would make her strong. We pray that you would give her strength in her body and patience in her spirit as she waits out this uh, infection. We pray that you would protect her uh, in this uh, time of trouble. Father God, we thank you for the blessings that you continue to pour out on this congregation and on Fellowship Presbyterian Church. We ask that you would give them a great joy uh, in their service this evening. And we do pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Would you please now stand and join with me as we sing our closing hymn number 295, I Know Not Why God's Wondrous Grace.